0: This time on Matters, the uplifting story of Chernobyl, the move to Denver. Uh, The XD document we provided you with says 57.98 pixels, and the site says 57.96 pixels, so... All this and more on this exciting
1: episode of Matters! matters. His name is Matt, his name is Matt, and that's all that matters yeah welcome to matters where two guys named matt talk about what matters to you i'm matt and also across the table for me is my best friend in the whole wide world it's matt rose what's up how's it going it's going all right it's going all right i'm coming down Mm -hmm. from the game of thrones
0: yeah yeah man people not happy about that episode happy i at all i like if you didn't see it coming you need glasses but also like uh, you know i think it's the american hope springs eternal yeah i i I think people were really expecting her to to do all the right things and it's like hey dude she said she was going to take what was hers with blood and fire what the fuck did you expect she took it with blood and fire so yeah i mean i was disappointed that she took that course but i'm not disappointed in the show the show told you the whole fucking time i'm pretty good i'm pretty good i'm i'm i mean i I understand why people are disappointed and honestly it was just
1: upsetting to me yeah but we can get into that a little bit later yeah we can get into that later matt we have a guest today. we do and i'm gonna leave the introductions up to you this
0: time my friend yes you may, oh my, no, hold on. you may know him from being the baddest motherfucker alive. You may know him, <laughs> him from, from being my adult friend, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you may also know him from being the person who got me back into development when I was going to leave the field. Chris yeah. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> <hors> Ham
2: Hamhorn.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Ham, ham chris what's up man what up what's good with you you're moving man i know you're moving i had to have you back on before you moved gotta go i mean we can always do skype but like fuck skype that's right take that (laughs) shitty microsoft
1: product (laughs) fuck that you were good once but now you're garbage
0: slack for the win so can, last, you, can you do voice calls over Slack?
2: Yeah, if you download the app from Slack's website, oh. you can do screen sharing, voice calls, and you can remote pair. So like oh if we were writing to go together, oh wow. I could call you screen share, give you control of my machine, and we can pair on oh my machine man. and then switch back and forth.
0: Yeah, it's pretty So dope. I'd be like, oh man, you're you're using three spaces to indent instead of a tab. Fuck you. <laughs> Let me take control, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: That's a real Silicon Valley joke. <laughs> The last time that you were on it was easily six months ago probably oh, it, was, it, was, about, yeah, it, was it was probably like probably like, a, probably like a I year don't even ago. know if my daughter was born yet not yet no so four, easily 14 and a half months ago yeah yeah um, the last time that you were here you both talked about usability at length mm-hmm. yeah usability and accessibility yeah um, which was amazing and I've been following you on Twitter cool and I think one question before I get lost in the world of usability that i had for you that i actually did want to ask is how did you get into speaking because i think there's a lot of people who want to speak yeah. that want to do you know any conventions or anything like that mm-hmm. but they don't know where to start how did you get your start
2: so i got started um locally here in detroit in the, in the local developer community just speaking at local meetups first being a part of the meetups and then asking if they wanted to uh speak or wanted like an extra speaker and uh i just started speaking at local meetups and then i saw like a handful of my friends they were speaking on the conference circuit and i'm like oh that looks dope i want to do that yeah so i just started submitting talks and i wasn't getting accepted i wasn't getting accepted and then one time i got accepted and then i got another one accepted and
0: yeah now, just you just get, now you just get accepted internationally yeah like a baller, <laughs> baller. <laughs> yeah i remember Bye. the first time he got he would like he kept submitting things and he's like oh i'm not getting and then like he got one and then it just fucking rained in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what you've spoken in Romania, you've spoken in England.
2: Yep. London, twice in Canada, London, England, Romania yeah bucharest
0: and then all over the united states like literally all over the united states can you
1: because i think it's really helpful for anybody who who is listening that does want to do this can you give it a time frame because i think sometimes people think yeah 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 i I mean what are we talking about a month two months
2: oh let's see time frame i would say maybe like a good solid year like get your speaking chops up right and what I mean by that is when I give my conference talks, I bring a, a different kind of energy to the room, but I've grown into the speaker I am today. Like I remember first giving my first conference talks where I'd stand at the podium and I'd have a little bit of energy, but I wouldn't be monotone like this and hitting a clicker. Right. Right. Now I'm loud and I crack jokes and I move around the room and I do this and I do that. And I play music for all my attendees. So I found my, my speaking voice in my personality Finding that is a, is going to be huge, but you're not going to be able to find that unless you are speaking to smaller groups of people, I think. And once you kind of get that down, get your kind of flow down, then try and move on to you know, a bigger bigger audience. But it's, it's not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in six months. I mean, if you're a badass, right, and you've always been good at speaking, maybe six months. But you still have to sharpen your skills. But you have to sharpen yeah, you're, your skills.
0: You're, you're never going to start being... No, you know th- someone who who gets like major conferences right and stuff. exactly
1: and i think one thing i mean what you talk about not a ton of people talk about that's kind of your secret weapon as well it's like you're talking about usability accessibility in a way that number one you wouldn't expect anybody to talk about it where it's a little bit more brash mm-hmm. and in your face being like y'all fucking up right <laughs> um and here's what it really here's the impacts like yeah. Because you, because the last time you were here, you were talking about how long you've been in the field and how long you've been doing it. And you were saying, like, you kind of already had the pedigree before you even started talking about it. And I think sometimes people think, like, I'm just going to talk about computers and then I'm going to join. Okay, I'll do a meetup and then I'll just start talking about uh, Unix and uh, next thing you know, I'm... <laughs> You know, like they don't right. have, like, I think there's a lot of things that get that need to get painted in where yeah. it's like you had an angle, you had a subject matter, you cared
0: insanely passionately. Well, yeah, about. and I, I think there's another thing is you actually have to care about what you're talking you about, you have to be passionate because about the topic. If, if I was asked to do, uh, you know, a conference presentation on list management and SharePoint. I would blow my brains out <laughs> <laughs> i, I it would be like uh why why am are, why are you picking me for this i would much rather talk about a million other things it's it's like just because i can do it doesn't mean that that thing is yeah, my right. passion yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah there are a million things like when we were when we were at dinner you know when i was i was talking to chris about some of the stuff that i'm doing at work i am literally one of the only people out there doing the things that i'm doing because no one else is using the platform we're using to do the things we're doing. So I have to think of like, it's almost like I, I have to think of how to build the boat while we're in the water. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I'm doing on a daily basis. And it's like, I started out with a piece of wood you know, and a, a piece of string. And I've eventually made like a dinghy, right? Mm-hmm. And I just keep building on top of it. And, you know, I, I know that at Chris's job, they're using much more modern platforms, and I'm jealous as fuck about that, because I wish that I could be doing that. You know, I wish that I could be using SAS. I wish I could be using, uh, you know, Node and, and a lot of other stuff that modern developers are using, but you know, you and I both work for the same parent company. They move at a glacial pace. Right. I mean, I often say, and my thoughts are my
1: own, that when you're in a a company this size of uh, the one that we work for, which at this point I don't need to name. I think anybody who's been on this show long enough knows exactly. But it's like, it is, it's plate tectonics Mm -hmm. um, with how fast it is because every software developer in the world, Knows that if you use them, you know the licensing agreements. Like, well,
0: it's the license that we have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, not I gonna mean, buy in the I, latest I, and greatest. When but... right. yeah, I could go, I could go in depth on some things that have happened lately, but I won't because that's that's you know th- that we're not talking about males worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trails horse. <laughs> <laughs> fails <laughs> tours i don't know <laughs> uh but yeah like i'm i'm and this is not like me talking myself up it's just i have had to figure out ways to do things to extend the platform that i'm using which is at the moment 6 plus years old um i've had to figure out ways to do things that are ridiculous i've pulled them off and i've done things that my boss is still astounded that i've done because no one else has done it right it's kind of like it's not really designed
1: to do this and it can so i'm going to make it
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and that's like, why you're the shit though i i feel like have you ever seen anything on the people who still own cars in cuba Yes, and they're driving like, you know, 64 Buicks and stuff and the cars run, but they haven't had access to American parts, so they have had to put these things together with bubble gum and chicken wire, (laughs) but they get them to work and they still purr like kittens, right? And that is how I feel about what I'm doing is like. Well, I have to deal with with the platform that I have. I have to deal with the tools that I have available and the the technologies that I have available. And I'm going to get it to work. It's
1: just... This is what I call the answers in the environment. Mm -hmm. Like, there is not a part of what you're doing that's the quote-unquote right way to do it. Mm -hmm. But you've got the job and you've got to do it. So it's like, let's look in the environment, see what we got. Oh, yep, shit. Yep, it yep. has this ability. Okay. Yep. That seems completely yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. You I was a trainer. F- I was a trainer for years, yep, and yep. it would always be like,
0: we don't have a projector. Okay. Do I have a printer? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Let me see." laughs> yeah. I mean, you, ha- you have to find the lowest common denominator. You have to find what the limitations are, and then you have to build on those limitations. And that is that has been me for the past god three years holy shit which is pretty amazing yeah i mean i've i've just been plugging i've been shoehorning things in for for that long it's it's bananas chris can i ask you a question yes sir
1: how long had you been in usability and accessibility before you started talking about it
2: Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Not that long. Not that long at all. Because I was already involved in the community. Okay. And then a friend of mine, who I'm friends with her now, um, I was watching her on YouTube speak about accessibility. And she was speaking at all these conferences all around the world. And I'm like, there's not many people out there doing this. And this is really important. And more people need to be speaking about it. So she kind of like got me into it by not really getting me into it uh, by like, hey, Chris, you need to speak about this. I just was inspired by her. And I was like, you know what? I need to start talking about this shit. She kind of showed
1: you that the door was open. Right. And there was a way to there is a market for it, you know, because you want skills that are marketable. You want things that are out there. Right. The guy who's still talking about, you know semaphore doesn't get a ton of speaking engagements right but he who, who is very it? popular Sutton. that's what i thought yeah. All right. okay. yeah. very popular <laughs> in the flag
2: community uh the <laughs> semaphore guy
0: <laughs> i i figured that's who you were talking about but yeah because yeah. yeah you've you've mentioned her many many yep. times
2: yep so she's kind of she was kind of the inspiration behind doing the whole conference thing at scale about accessibility and i started learning more about accessibility and the needs of the users. Jakob Nielsen's design principles, yep, 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 yep. all these different things, and different types of dis- disabilities that we're trying to target. Uh, different. Oh man, of, uh,
0: just just trying to get people to understand color blindness. Yeah, where they're they're using colors that will not work with colorblind people. Yeah. Where it's like, no, you guys, you guys need to understand contrast ratio. Yeah, and trying to get designers who are set on what they want to do to understand 7 to 1 is the minimum contrast ratio for text dude if you go under that it is going you are going to start losing users yeah and a- just because you can read it doesn't mean someone who's 40 can read it someone who's 50 60 and beyond or someone who is sight limited yeah. and in their 20s.
2: And I make that point too when I give my talks like I tell everybody when I'm going through like my be- like half of my talks are on what accessibility is and like right. the type of disabilities we're targeting. Mm-hmm. And then the ha- other half of the talk is about the topic of the talk. Yep. But in the beginning of that talk I tell people like it it all starts with design. That's yeah. where it starts. It doesn't start hands to keyboard with the developer. Yeah. Your designers have to understand color contrast. Your designers have to understand web content accessibility guidelines, yep. the DOM, the Document Object Model, user flow, workflow, how tab index works, because they're designing these experiences, handing them off to the developers. The developer has an uh, an obligation, a moral obligation that I believe, to build these accessible user experiences, right? Mm-hmm. But you can only do so much with a comp that's given to you by a design from a designer.
0: Yeah, right. th- you need to work hand in hand with these with these people exactly, and they. You need to take your ego out of it and they need to take their ego out of it. Right. And that is because really they're tied difficult. to
1: marketing, they're tied yeah. to yeah. the idea of product X, the widget. They're like 100% of their day is dedicated to loving the widget. Yep. Yep. And they don't get the other side of it, right? I mean, I think that is so applicable in multiple facets where it's like they don't understand. It's very <laughs> difficult when you're at the top. What's that?
0: I just read your shirt.
1: Yeah, keep your pants on, baby. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I think it's very difficult when you're at the top to always see the impacts on the way down. Yeah, for sure. One of my, uh, and we've had him on the show, um, Nick Campbell. Yep. uh, His secret sauce is that he's colorblind. Uh, He's been in design and motion graphics for years. So he always always has that thing that nobody else in the room has where he's Mm -hmm. like... I got it i i know right. what this is and i i can see it and i can it's always kind of like i've always loved his design because of that mm-hmm. it's like he's got other people in the room that don't have colorblindness but at the same time because he is it has never been a problem to do right and view any of his stuff and he's worked for
0: i mean he's worked for himself now for a long long time but i mean uh, he when when he was on he, he was talking about some of the some of the the campaigns that he or some of the companies he did that he the one
1: Conan had the Tonight Show. He was the one who did the uh, credits, the beginning oh, that's credits. Dope. Yeah, like, yeah. I
0: mean, it's it's craziness.
1: Wow. And he's like, I always sucked at those, but that was the first one that got accepted. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like,
0: oh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can remember when I worked for the first company that i worked for out of college flagster bank i actually got buy-in from from some people of like accessibility is important because we were we were working on part of a banking application and i had mentioned to one of the male's horse it is not (laughs) but i had i had mentioned because we had a we were working with surprise surprise a third party um and (laughs) i just mentioned you know that always the best oh always the best experience Mm
1: -hmm. so great when a third party's solution to your problem is the third party software yeah yep yep what a a shock
0: yeah and oh oh, you you can customize everything you want so long as it's these five things yeah oh Oh, and here's your here's your
2: designs uh but they're in print dimensions because we're a print marketing
0: company um so i I just mentioned to the uh, because when i worked for flagstar at some point they got bought out by another company uh, matlin patterson and so they brought a bunch of their executives in and one of their executives was in charge of this project and so i got brought in because i knew i knew ui stuff um, and i mentioned to him like well a lot of these things aren't going to be accessible to like people who are colorblind or older people who won't be able to tell that contrast ratio that's like a three to one that's really hard to read and he was like really tell me more and so I started going over like WCAG and WAI stuff. And he was like, all right, we're going to hold them to it. You write the stuff. We'll give it to them. And if they push back, I will, I will tear them to shreds. And it was like, that's cool. Holy shit, that's rare. Know. That's fucking I rare. I don't fuck. know what to do. But he, he knew that if we have people using the application who are older, he was an older guy and they're unable to use the application that's the last thing your they, ceo wants or a yeah, vp yep. yeah right. that is the, they're going to stop using your application yep. and they're going to be going in yeah, yeah they're going to be exactly. going into branches or they're going to be going to other Banks. companies yep. branches and they didn't want that and so you know i i was actually able to get them to adhere to accept web accessibility initiatives, right. and it was like, holy shit, this is great. I mean, they screwed me over, and I left the company, but yeah. he didn't. Right. He didn't. Mark didn't. So Definitely it's not. funny neither did Glenn. I mean, they you, were. You know, were you're great.
2: talking about the another company that you worked for. Because the company that we worked for,
0: oh, that that you know, rhymes with schmieded schmore, schmieded
1: bore, schmieded bore, hue bitey
0: core
2: core I did. suck anyways
0: <laughs> yes the company that we had previously the for, that the that two things that
2: you know the the uh, ambassador of the company will call them would hate would be for their users not to use the application
0: mm-hmm.
2: right and that's why i pushed so hard for it even if it might have never made it to the top dude but- imagine
0: when i was the only developer there pushing for it right
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's hard it's hard to get buy in but at least you won on that front at the old company you were at before. So yeah, that's that's one of the questions I get all the time. How do I get buy-in? How do I sell this? Yeah. I tell people. people right off the rip, you'll get sued. It's fucking easy as that. You'll get sued. Yeah, yeah. and if they are like, well, I can't really say that. Okay, don't do it the Chris way, right? <laughs> Get some facts and get some other statistics yeah. behind and it. And especially
0: mm-hmm. if you're like a federally insured company, yeah. you have to abide by, yes, you know, accessibility guidelines mm-hmm. because you literally can be sued under the yeah. Americans with Disabilities Act and stuff like that. You, yep. you need to pay attention to those things because those fines are not cheap. No, they're not. And usually
2: and, the companies, like, if you do get sued, they'll give you a time frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? They're nice to be like, oh, but, here's... But,
0: but why even put yourself at risk when you, you can just build it right the it's first, the first time, time and you don't have to worry yep. about it? Yep. I agree. And I mean, things as simple as alt attributes on an Thank image, you for calling it an
2: attribute, Matt.
0: Oh, please. I'm not going to call it alt tag. What am I, a fucking amateur?
2: My man. <laughs> that was a high five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think sparks came off of that one. It did. Yeah. It was a little bit of a lightning strike. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just trying to get those things. Like I was, I was trying to explain <laughs> some of uh, some of our international markets were were talking about uh, how the local site search stuff was not returning the results that they wanted, and it was like, well, but you're you're not adding any metadata to these pages so when the the actual platform search is is being performed it's only going to return the title of the page it's not re- going to return any information about the page because you haven't filled it out oh well well we never knew we had to yeah you did because we told you repeatedly <laughs> oh well how do we do it okay so for keywords you just you just write all the keywords that you want that will come up when you're searching. So if it's an insurance page, you mention insurance and you mention any terms related to insurance that you want people to know about. So if they're searching, that page comes up. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, what about description? That is self-explanatory, but I will go over it anyway. <laughs> um, but I also had to explain to them that if people are searching on Google or Bing or any other search engine, they no longer use meta keywords and meta description. That hasn't been used in years because people used it to game the system and Google and Bing and all the other search engines. were like, no, no, that that, that really doesn't help. We're just going to index content, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to write good content, and if right. you write good content, then you will show up. Yeah. Otherwise, right. not to semantic you.
2: markup. Use proper heading level elements in the yeah, right yeah, way and yeah. the right sequence. Yep,
0: yep, yep. That and shit
2: matters for SEO. There's no longer it, the keyword description shit yep, anymore. Yeah. But
0: this is just for. The platform's search tool. When you're searching the site, you, yeah, you got to fill that stuff in, dude. Right. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's just it, things as simple as that of of trying to explain to the markets. And I don't blame the markets. I don't, I don't, I don't blame anyone who does not know these things. But I try to educate them. It's when they refuse to be educated that it gets very frustrating. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I was, I was telling you earlier when we were at dinner. That a print marketing company provided designs. One was four fourteen, and one was thirteen sixty six. Hearing thirteen sixty six, what is the problem that immediately pops into your head?
2: Well, like fourteen forty
0: mm, scroll bars.
2: Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the viewport, unless it is a very short page, will never actually be thirteen sixty six it'll always be 1355 or something like that. So if you are setting the absolute width of an image to 1366, it'll actually cause a scroll bar. You can't do it. So a lot of laptops, maximum resolution is 1366 by 768. When you make a design that is to 1366, that is a problem. Because if you are expecting exact measurements like, like, marketing groups like advertising agencies will do you can't meet it because the browser width would actually have to be like 1388 by 768 in order to accommodate a 1366 image so when you have a carousel and the carousel dimensions are exact and they're saying well it's not matching you didn't do your job it's like well actually you guys didn't do your research go eat a turd (laughs) don't come to me because i can show you that if i make the width Accommodating the scroll bar to thirteen sixty six, it is the exact dimensions. It's that you guys don't know what you're doing because you're a print agency, not a web agency. You provided me a mobile and a desktop with no breakpoints in between, so I had to come up with my own mobile or my own mm. tablet design because you guys don't know what you're doing. Classic. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. That's like getting that's like getting web mockups in points and in inches. <laughs>
0: yeah. What? Yeah or 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 serious? or getting hacks with opacity levels yeah. it's like just use rgba what is wrong with you i uh, don't get it they just don't, they get, don't it. get it so chris you're yes, moving I, mean. I am i'm moving
2: it's a big move what's going on oh you know i'm just going out to denver two weeks baby two weeks two weeks i'm Holy out shit what prompted the move Better he has wanted
0: he has wanted to live in denver for years yeah
2: yeah um Different life, different lifestyle. Probably a healthier life. You know what I mean? A lot of skinny people out there. Yeah, so I might it's, be able to get healthy. It, I
0: think I think that Colorado is the most fit state. And it's one of the them. Country. Like when I
2: go out to when I go there, like people look at me and are like, "This motherfucker is not from around." He's here. from Michigan. Because <laughs> fuck, there's not many six three two sixty pound people walking around. Yeah, unless they're fit. You know what I'm saying? Well, well um,
0: uh, my friend Jeremy, when he moved out there, he was he was a little overweight. And what he did is he went running and he went like biking and stuff. And he dropped a lot of weight. And like you've known Jeremy for years, pretty much as long as I have. Yep. And Jeremy now is a beanpole. <laughs> like he's, he's, he's like me, but he's as tall right. as you, right? And he is living out there and going biking and going running and all that. He really... yeah dropped weight and you can do that shit everywhere yeah like if
2: i want to go hiking 40
0: minutes i can be up in a mountain you
2: know yeah what I'm yeah
0: well yeah from denver 40 minutes in colorado springs it's like 10 minutes exactly so i mean there's yeah. just
2: the there's more to do outdoors all year round right because yeah. the weather yeah. in denver is always amazing doesn't matter whether it's, it's winter. not it's not like here where it's right. just like so cold you want to die exactly well exactly. well wait it gets cold and snowy let's, and,
0: let's yeah. walk that one back a little bit but it's the the hot weather is dry heat. The cold weather is dry cold. It never gets super muggy where the snow is like 50 pounds trying to shovel one shovel full. That shit sublimates during the day where you get like two inches yep. and it is gone. sublimated by like noon. And that's the coolest thing I like about it, too, is when it does snow,
2: it's gone the yeah. next day or within hours. The snow automatically just melts because yeah. it's just always sunny. Well yeah, cuz i mean sunny.
0: you are you, a you're closer, closer to the sun and also it's dry. Yeah. So it just it goes from solid to gas, baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah, baby. Got to get that's, that solid that's, again. All, that's yeah. all that's all sublimation, but that's is, sublimation
2: baby.
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah, i mean you know, i i love going out to to Colorado and and going to Jeremy Maria's and and actually like Going on hikes with Jeremy and shit. Like we'll go to Cheyenne Canyon. We'll go like I think the last place we went hiking was like Pastures Rock or something where <laughs> it was really cool. Like climbing up there and shit, and and going into Cheyenne Canyon. And there's just so much to to hike mm-hmm. there, yeah. and like you know you get really great pictures yeah. going up there. Um, and that's the second time I went to Cheyenne, and we've gone to. Uh, to Manitou Springs a bunch of times and gone up the incline and it's it's great. I mean, it you know you you definitely have to get acclimated. Yeah. Because if you go there the first day and you're like, I'm just gonna get fucked up. Like you don't understand how fucked up you're gonna get. Yeah.
2: Why? <laughs> because well, think, you know the uh, the elevation has to do something to the your, elevation your, your and the gas. dryness. Yeah. Because when I go to when I go to visit back in like to Denver, <laughs> I can't stop farting. <laughs> I think it has something to do with the elevation. Seriously? It, well,
0: it probably does. Um, but like the the first time I ever went out to Colorado to visit uh Jeremy and Maria, and Jeremy and I like went on a little bit of a like pub crawl that day and he was like, "I know you want to keep up with me, but you can't keep up right, with me." Right, right. So, drink your waters and like if you if you start to get really drunk, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and i was like whatever dude i can keep up with you just because you're at higher altitude and he's like no you don't get it like biologically you cannot keep up with me (laughs) (laughs) uh and like you know i i kind of learned that lesson that day but like yeah i mean you know it's it's a it's in the desert and b you're a couple thousand feet over where you normally are yeah like that's gonna fucking wreck it's, you for uh, a while. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a mile higher than you are now. The nope. ox- less oxygen and drier atmosphere, you're gonna start just evaporating water. So mm-hmm. stay hydrated. Stay hydrated and uh, don't but be an, an idiot. They got
1: them sweet rules about four twenty,
0: baby. I mean, so does Michigan. That's now, true. But, Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, we calmed it down. Yeah. I still have not taken advantage of it. I yeah, and understand. I don't
0: think I don't think you ever will, honestly. Well, but,
1: now that I have a daughter, uh, you know
0: i have to kind of be responsible, responsible.
1: more more responsible I, guess. I don't
0: i can i can be ir- irresponsible <laughs> as the law allows me to be but um yeah it's funny Pardon uh, me, at, like- at lunch at lunch the other day with um with the friends that we had lunch with we were all we were all sharing our stories about like after i got legalized it was like oh yeah i made a huge mistake <laughs> Maybe. Just just because it's so much different now than it was when we were in high school.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, because like the strains are actually. Like- oh, yeah.
0: Like you don't you don't understand because you're you're 10 years younger. When I was in high school and you'd smoke weed, you could smoke a whole joint and it would be like, all right, I'm pretty good I'm feeling mellow. Man. Yeah, I'm I'm mellow with AF. I'm, I'm going to go and like, I don't know, watch Return of the Living Dead, chill out eat five bags of chips. It's cool. Now, if I were to smoke an entire joint, I would just, I would be on the ground crying in a pool of sweat. I don't even finish a full joint anymore.
2: Like back in the day. So you say 10 years. So when you were in high school, I was not in high school yet, but even you were in, I, grade school, son. in grade school. So, so when I started smoking weed, when I was like 13, 14, I mean, it was still shit, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I could smoke bowls all day long and just get, you know, just chill. Yeah, yep. now it's like now it is. I gotta so just terrifying. corner a bowl, hit it a couple times. Yeah, like, you have to fuck,
0: edge. You have to edge dude. that. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I can't. I'm done.
2: Dude, a fucking bowl will last me for days, or like a like yeah. a nice bag of weed. It'll just be like two, three weeks. I'm like fuck, I need to smoke this because it's gonna go bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you keep it like a ziploc bag. right? I keep <laughs> so mine in it a jar. A oh, okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, the jar is better. So, talking conference, talking, I could talk for hours on cannabis consumption and marijuana. Mm-hmm so yeah i mean i i i personally
0: <laughs> i personally don't do it um but you know uh, once in a while the opportunity comes up and it's like eh, i guess you know i i don't have anywhere to be this weekend um and then like i i greatly overestimate the amount i can do and then it's like oh well there goes my saturday and sunday <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow i am
2: wrecked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I took a quarter of a square of a piece of chocolate, and I just keep thinking I'm sinking into the couch. I can no longer play Metal Slug 3. (laughs) (laughs) What a great game. (laughs) Oh, but you know what? Uh, A mutual friend of ours and I were playing that game after we had some chocolate, and we we got to a certain level, and we both just started to get kind of freaked out by some of the things flying around. We were like, I, "I don't, I don't want to play this game anymore," and so we stopped playing and we started watching Zach Morris as trash. Zach Morris is trash. He is trash. He's a trash human being. He is the worst. Um, and then I think we watched like a couple episodes to Get a Life. <laughs> great show, great show.
1: When you when you go out to Denver, does your speaking? Is it supplementing some income? I have to ask. I'm gonna be that guy. Like is it a is it an independent business at this point? Or is it kind of like
2: No. I mean, I don't get paid for it. Right. Perfect. I just, okay. Yeah, they,
0: they might comp like a room or like a yeah, so uh, per diem yeah, for yeah, food or something. The way they
2: do it is like most of the conferences, knock on wood, most of the conferences will pay for your flight in your hotel to come speak. So you're essentially you're traveling for free. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I am also a Google developer expert in web technologies. So being a part of that program in my region, North American region, whatever the conference doesn't pay for, whether it's flight or travel, I can put in for travel through the GDE program. And then Google will pay for flight and and hotel, which I did a lot last year. So like one conference might do the hotel only, but not the flight. Mm-hmm. So then I'll put in my travel funding through the GDE program, and I'll get my flight taken care of, or vice versa. Or if the conference doesn't pay for anything because they have limited budget, I'll put in for the hotel in the in the flight, nice. and it's taken care of in my region, which is so Canada, US, and then Mexico.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But now I'm also a Oracle Groundbreaker ambassador.
0: And a Microsoft certified developer.
2: I'm a Microsoft MVP. Or MVP, yeah, yeah but being part of the Oracle program is that they'll pay for the international flights.
0: Oh, oh no shit. Way.
2: Yeah. So, as long as I'm talking about like Oracle Cloud or Oracle or that that space at a conference, huh. they'll pay for that stuff. So
1: oh, you wow. kind of tailor how you're talking. You you obviously have what you want to say to the audience, but at the same time you're like because I'm getting some sponsorship here. I need to kind of point this in this direction. Yeah,
2: and you know the cool thing about the Microsoft program and the Google program is you don't have to talk about Microsoft or Google products, right? That's nice. I, that's amazing because I could I got like I have friends of mine who are MVPs and they talk about C# and .net and Azure and this <laughs> and other thing. But since I'm developer technologies and I talk about accessibility, it doesn't have to do with one or the other. Correct. It's just anything or if I just talk about the front end in general, I can talk about TypeScript if I wanted to. I could talk about React. It doesn't matter because they're all developer technologies. Yeah. So I don't have to talk about a Google product, or a Microsoft yeah. product. Since I'm just a web technology developer, technology, whatever the case may be, certified evangelist. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's that's sweet. that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's probably the right thing, especially for accessibility and usability, because if they were saying like not saying that you would say this i would say if you told me that google's like google's a way of accessibility and usability i would think that's a little bit limiting because
0: there's probably other ways that you could solve the problem yeah yeah when you when you start getting companies that say oh i'm the end-all be-all of this that is what causes forking yeah yeah that's that's what caused the browser wars and shit i give
2: a talk. so i give a handful of talks on accessibility i give one talk on css and when I talk about browsers and implementations, I talk about all the different browsers. Like, I talk yeah. about what Chrome does, but I say, you know what? In this case, Firefox is better. So mm-hmm. I suggest you use Firefox for this. Chrome's mm-hmm. almost there. They might get there within a year, but if you're doing this specific, specific thing, Firefox, right? Yeah. And everything is cool. Because when I had my interview, they, at my interview for the GDE program, I had to go through two interviews. Uh, just not like technical ones, but like Hey, if you were to see this, or how would you handle this problem if somebody came up to you at a conference? Mm-hmm. Would you be pro this or pro that? And I'd be like, well, I would tell that person use whatever technology would be best for them. I wouldn't rag on one or the other. And they're like, yeah. that's the answer we wanted. Because yeah, we don't yeah. want you just toting Google, 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 or DevTools, 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 or Chrome, yep, yep, Chrome, yep, yep. Chrome. Talk about the other things out there. You're there for the developer, not yeah. for the product. Yep, yep. So, and that's really I, cool. from their point of view,
1: they're probably thinking like, because you were honest with them, that's a better reflection on them exactly than saying that we're the way in the light. Like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Right. Exactly.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, I I can remember, I don't know if you remember this or not. The the first developer tools I ever used was actually Firebug. Firebug. Yeah. Rest what? in peace, Firebug. Ooh, ooh. Um, but I mean that was the first thing I ever used where you could actually see the document object yep. model being changed on the fly. Yep. And then, do you remember Dragonfly? Yes. Yeah, operas. Um, and then, like, when when Chrome came around, I, I got, like, Chrome beta and shit, where I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what this is like. Right. Um, and then, like, you know, you found out they had developer tools, and it's like, all right, let's see how this is. And, you know, the first version wasn't Firebug. But it, w- yep. it it provided, you know, enough of it. And now, like, I don't know what I would do if I did not have yeah. developer tools. And that goes for uh, Firefox and Chrome. Yeah. Like, do you remember when Firefox introduced the 3D mm-hmm. part of, of developer tools where I was like, oh, my God, I get to see the indexes yep, in real the time. This is context, crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the thing about Firefox and Mozilla. They are, in my opinion, as far as that tooling goes mm-hmm. for, like, CSS and stuff like that, <clears throat> They are leaps and bounds ahead of Chrome at this point. Yes. Oh, wow. Because Firefox was the first one that had screenshotting nodes in the dev tools.
0: Oh, okay. Way
2: before Chrome did. Yeah. And Firefox's grid dev tools are way ahead because Chrome's not even there yet. There's no way to inspect the grid, explicit, implicit, any of that. Really? Chrome is there. You can see start of the implementation in Stable, but Firefox... Is the way to go
0: you and don't even have be- to go with canary firefox you no. can you, I, there's oh.
2: a little bit unstable right now okay. but if you were to use like a regular build of firefox because it's firefox is now quantum yeah the the work that jen simmons is doing and like rachel andrew and all those other people mm-hmm. that are pushing the dev tools and, and speaking up because they evangelize for for mozilla yep, yep. the the dev tools are just well, in, dude, leaps I, and bounds I, better than I, chrome
0: whenever i have a question on on things and i see mdn as a resource I check that I check MDN, MDN article. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would probably check an MDN article over a Chrome uh, article.
0: MDN is a Mozilla Developer Network, yep. uh, for anyone who doesn't know. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, when it comes to syntax, definitely MDN. Accessibility and web performance stuff, I would go to Chrome's documentation, Web Fundamentals documentation. Yeah,
0: I mean, you don't have to do an either or, right? I mean, like, no. I, I supplement. I I look at one thing. I look, I mean, I I try to... I try to be well-rounded in, in the tools that I'm going to. I think there's one thing we can all agree, and it's that Internet Explorer's developer tools are garbage. It sucks <laughs> uh, even, even Edge needs work. But, I, I dude, I cannot tell you how much I cannot wait for Edge to be Chromium-based. Soon. Because it will be so much better. I downloaded the beta Edge
2: on Mac the other night, and it's got oh, a nice no experience. Way. Yeah, dude.
0: I nice. uh, because I do not have admin on my own machine at work. My thoughts are my own. Um, I I'm not sure that I can get the Edge beta, but I'm going to try. Um, I just know that I will not be able to cease supporting Internet Explorer anytime soon. I think we have until
2: 2023 until they sun they sunset uh, it.
0: I mean, I I can already tell you the market share for all of the B2C sites that I maintain is 2% and under. I say for my company, I'm th- pretty yeah. sure 2% under, but we still got to do it. We still got to do it because reasons? Reasons. Yes, let's leave it at that. Again, I think it comes down to uh we
1: bought the package that comes with this. <laughs> so we need to support it because if we can't get into the our stuff through the thing we bought, <laughs> yeah, then we're fucked. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I know. Yeah, like that's a huge my, part of well, it. Well,
0: my sister works for a market research company, um, and one of the tools that they have to to check like the reports requires Internet Explorer, and she was on the road and like she was having a problem with Internet Explorer and she was like hey so wait,
1: she was having a problem <laughs> yeah i know what um, internet explorer
0: <laughs> but she she wasn't able to like access the site or something and, and she was like hey tech support uh if i can't access ie i can't show the reports to the client and i can't access ie what is going on and that's you know don't write applications for browsers like specific browsers no, write it so sucks. that it works and like you know it, it's kind of like when uh when you develop an application responsively you write it first for the lowest common denominator and then you build up same thing if you're writing an uh, if you're writing a website you write it generally and then if you need to fine tune it for older browsers then you fine tune it for older browsers through either through polyfills or through through um javascript stuff like modernizer where you can you can target okay if you don't support flexbox if you don't support css grid you don't support gradients whatever you can cover it but i just see way too much stuff from people that is Built to one thing and then that boxes them in, like you were saying, where it's like, well, we paid for this, so we're gonna use it until the wheels fall off. Yeah, I'm gonna and take stuff.
2: onto that. Don't build applications for the browsers. Build for the users. Oh. I like that. And that's your that's your quote. I'm gonna quote yep. that. I'm gonna tweet that shit. Yep, 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 yep. I'm gonna put that shit on blast.
0: Yeah, no, uh, you you really I, I can't tell you how many times I will hear people advocate for the user when they're not advocating for the user they're advocating for the business unit yep and no well that's the struggle
1: right like they get we people get lost they say that they want to put quote-unquote the customer at the middle
0: but they they don't
1: yet our actions continually no matter where you are Mm -hmm. small business big business mid business you go what are my limit what are my limitations what do I actually have and what can I do? Mm-hmm. Well, and what do I want? Now all that's, of a sudden it's like, wait, I thought we were gonna put the customer yeah, be, let them be the focus.
0: So that was that was one thing that was really cool about working with the um the corporate communications team for I.O. was they they wanted to like redo the internet. And so I was like, Okay. Well, who are we building it for and they they thought about it and they were like well we've we've got a, a couple different people and it's like good answer because that's going to help you build your information architecture saying you have one type of user is incorrect because you don't have one type of user and and Chris you can you can speak to this too when you have when you have external users, you don't have one type of user. You have people who are serious about buying something and have already done their research. Yes. You have people who are just browsing. You have a myriad of different kinds, and to say I'm going to build it for the users, which users are which those? Use? Yeah, and, and, and working me, with the motherfucker with, me. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, talking with the the corporate. Uh, comms for io and, and having them say well we've got a couple different users and it was like well okay then why don't you put a survey say it's anonymous ask them what they like ask them what they don't like ask them what can be improved you know ask them actual questions about what they want some of the stuff you're gonna have to throw out it's just it's just a given but you're gonna see patterns evolve And you might want to incentivize performing this survey. So, you know, uh, um, filling out this survey could win you a chance for an extra day of PTO. It -hmm. could win you a chance for merch. Like, whatever. People respond to free stuff with reciprocity. So, oh, you're going to give me, I don't know, a, a jacket. Well, I'll fill out your survey, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody likes free shit. Everybody likes free shit, and they they don't think filling out a form is doing work. Right. That that's why you see these companies where it's like people fill out surveys and and, and get gift cards and whatever. I used to do that. I used to do that all the time to get like Starbucks gift cards yeah. or or like Amazon gift cards. Oh yeah. Because it would just be like, I don't even have to answer these honestly. I just have to click fucking buttons, dude. Right. And you know, I mean, I don't anticipate a five question survey being like that. Whereas like a hundred question survey, yeah, you just you make patterns in the radio buttons. Yeah. But like if it's asking you what can be improved, what do you like, what do you don't like, if you have to rate this, if you had to rate that, you know, on a scale of one, five, one, mm-hmm. ten People will fill that shit out. Yeah, you have access sure. to Survey Monkey Man. Go yeah. nuts. And uh, like uh, actually seeing the people that are going to be doing this responding and being like that. That's a great idea. We didn't think about that or like, yeah, we already had that. And like we were already approaching it this way. Cool. Mm -hmm. This is already on the right foot. Right. And we're not going to go with a third party like we did last time where they provided us proprietary code that we now can't modify. And that's why we have to do this in the first place. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. No, thanks, man. (laughs)
1: Chris, um, we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, but before we do, uh, we're just going to have to say, uh, even though you're going to be in Colorado, we're going to have to have you back on. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, we're going to have yeah. to
2: figure it out.
0: We're going to yeah, do it. Well, I guess we'll have to Slack, because apparently you hate Skype. Skype sucks.
2: <laughs> hangouts. Slack. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah. Hangouts all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind doing Skype. Zoom. I don't... Whatever works. Because even my own podcast, I do Zoom and... Mm-hmm. how's that work for you so I usually I'll have the all my podcast episodes are remote so all my guests yep. are remote mm-hmm. right yep. and i'll I'll set up zoom where we can just see each other so mm-hmm. I'm not talking to like just my computer screen which yep. is rough yeah you want to kind of want that I want to see you and interact with you so you can see yeah. my hands when and I, can when see I your was expressions. when I was
0: on like that was just yeah. like us talking to computer right. screen
2: because I didn't have the idea of using zoom until mm-hmm. I was doing a podcast for somebody else and they were using zoom to interact with me.
0: Yeah, well, when when we do transmissions from the dark side and we we have to Skype in with Jen, we we can see her now, right? Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know what it would be like if we couldn't see Jen, <laughs> right? So yeah, I'll do like a mix. I'll like I'll run
2: ZenCaster side by side yes. with Audacity, and oh. I'll have like the uh, the guest either use Audacity on their machine so they can record mm-hmm. because sometimes ZenCaster is wonky. And it'll skip out certain things or like the audio will fuck up. Well, yeah, but and if, then you
0: then you have the, the track that you can sync up. Exactly. When they so send if it to they're you, yeah.
2: recording on their end and I have the recording on my end, they just send me the wave or the MP3 and then I just yeah. hook it up in Audacity, yep. match everything yep. I up. Mean, that's and that's then basically
0: how you do Roach Coach, right? We do Roach Coach. Um,
1: I just didn't want to pay for a Zencaster. Yeah. Um, but he has a setup similar to this. We have the setup here. We record. Um, it's so stupid. This is the master because I have the out from my computer, so I basically have the master here on coming off of this rig, and then I have our isolated vocals on the computer, and then he has his isolated on here on his version of his recorder, right? And, and then, then sync them up. We just sync them up. Yeah, you know, we do a count to three, and that's it. Yep. I've looked at Zencaster a lot because of just kind of wanting to get some people from a distance, mm-hmm. and. Skype can be sibilance heavy mm-hmm. where it's like an S just feels like a dagger in your ear right. <laughs> um, but if the content's interesting enough, I'll kind of work through it mm-hmm. and then yeah. I use a gate filter to just kind of cut tops and bottoms and yeah. excess noise and it's not yeah it's not bad. it's totally usable, right mm-hmm. but yeah i I love that. I, it's so crazy. Like I never knew
2: audio stuff. And now all of a sudden I'm just like,
1: yeah, this is how you do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I <laughs> this is how same you do thing. a mix
2: minus. I did the same thing when I was trying to get things squared away with audacity. Like I figured out how, if I left five or 10 seconds of like clear um, noise in the beginning, mm-hmm. I could match that to all of the background noise throughout the whole entire track. Mm-hmm. So I could take that loop it over the whole entire track, remove all that bullshit. And it would be really, really clear. And I figure out how to like fade shit in, fade shit out Mm -hmm. and how to like splice tracks and move them apart and do all this shit because I I fucking I needed to figure out how to do all that shit Mm -hmm. using Audacity because GarageBand wasn't cutting it anymore. So I've used both. I use GarageBand just because
1: I do so much already in the mixer prior to, you know, if I got to cut something, then I'm just going to eat the sandwich. <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've gotten to the point where I have a workflow in GarageBand. I'm not trying to kill
0: myself. <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Like, it's so, Audacity is so robust. It's insane mm-hmm. for a free yeah. like, audio editing software. Yeah, and they, and how I mean, robust they keep, it is. They keep updating it too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, what a community. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. Well, we'll be back with more matters after this. Welcome back to Manners. We have reached the part of the show where we talk about what we are into this week. It could be something as simple as a song, all the way up to a brand new way that you run your life. Um, If anybody has one locked and loaded,
2: uh, you can feel free to go. I am into moving. I'm super fucking nervous. and Yeah, I've had a lot of health shit going on, a lot of work shit, Uh, so like... I haven't been able to focus on the move like Yet. completely. And I started packing the other night, and I only have two weeks left. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about that and excited for new adventures and in life and see what happens. So I, I imagine that you're – are you
1: hiring a moving company or are you renting the U-Haul
2: van? So what I did was I rented – ABF has these things called Relo Cubes. Yep. They're like pods, but we don't have pods in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They don't service Detroit. So I rented two cubes. Uh, you only pay for what you use. So if I only use one, I only pay for the one. Oh, sweet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rent a U-Haul, pack the U-Haul, and then my dad's going to go with me. We're going to go to the ABF service center in Romulus, mm-hmm. drop it off, lock the reload cube, and they're going to deliver it out to Denver within three days. Oh, so nice. I did guaranteed delivery May 31st. Then I'll just when I'm going to drive across the you know across country in my truck, 18 hours, 19 hours, load my truck up with what I can, get there. Do all the paperwork. I already signed the lease and everything. Moving cool. dates June first. Get the keys. Go to the reload center. Start just unloading back and forth. I got three days. Three days to load oh, it. Three fuck days that. to a unload it. That's a sweet
1: deal. So it literally takes that cube from Bromulus. Romulus, Romulus to another Denver reload center. center. Yep. Yep. So it's not in the street. It's no bullshit. It's yeah.
2: a guarded security type thing. Yep. Dude, that's- that service—that the service to service. I could have done door to door. And door to door is way more expensive. Way more probably. But the issue would be is that they, since they they deliver the reload cubes on a on a flatbed with a high low, the high low has to be able to get up into the parking lot to drop the Relo cube in the parking space. Oof, not what happening. They can't if there's an incline. Yeah. And the approach to my apartment complex in Detroit, there's an incline, and then you get into the parking lot. So that was out of the option. Yeah. And if I dropped it on Cass, I'd need a fucking permit. And who yeah. knows how long that's going to take, yeah, how much that yeah, costs. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck the door to door. I'll just do service center to service center. Mm-hmm. It's $500 cheaper. Oh, yeah. But so what? I got to make a fucking few trips back and forth from the Denver service center to the apartment. It's a 10 minute drive back and forth. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And the other thing is you're not, you're not looking at that
1: cube going, oh, Fuck. Right, every day and this can get broken into yep. and yep, yep. my whole life
2: is in this thing. Yep. That's on the street. Yep. Yep. It stays at the service center while it's loaded and it stays at the service center as I unload it. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That that is Well, I- and I found out about it because when I was visiting in March, um the one of the uh maintenance dudes that works there, he's from Michigan. He was from Saginaw. He lived in Westland. And I told oh, him, no, I said, you know, I'm, I'm planning on signing a lease here. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Westland. I was like, well, how did you move? He's like, Relo Cubes by this company called ABF and Romulus. That's the way to do it. I researched it when I got home, fucking uh, reserved the Relo Cubes. And I don't have to pay for them until after the move, after all the paperwork is signed and complete. Then I pay for what Relo Cube I used. Nice. We have to follow up with you on that mm-hmm. just to see, like, did they what fuck was, you in any yeah, way was it, or was, was, was it a experience? clean deal? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, from everything I saw on YouTube, like they're pretty reputable and they're like way better than U-Haul's little pods that they have. Hmm. They're bigger. Yeah. So, nice. That's amazing. Okay. That's a that's a
1: good fucking yeah. thing to be into this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maddie, you Matty. got one or you, you want me to go cuz um, I do have one.
0: Uh, d- uh this this past weekend i was at a charity event and i won a silent auction for some glen Morangi mm. and uh yeah no that's pretty good scotch man did I, you uh, drink it all i drank half of it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever shut up i don't know want to be um no my friend and i uh we it, it comes with four um bottles of like 125 milliliter or whatever and we drank two.
1: Oh shit cool. that's cool
0: yeah uh, so i think it we i think we drank like the port aged and maybe like mm, it comes with four one of them's a 12 year one's a port one's a sherry cask and then there's one other but i i, I it might be rum cask um but they're aged in those barrels um they're good i mean are a little sweeter than I typically like my scotch, hmm. uh, or at least the ones that I had were. Well, I would um, expect
1: the port h one.
0: Yeah, the port and the sherry, I, I would expect to be a little, a little on the sweeter I had a side. Fucking
1: but. insane cocktail at the last menu that I was at. It was port and tonic. I think it's what they do in. Um, I'm trying to. This remember. is this was in Chicago. This was in Chicago, yeah. and it was literally port and tonic. And I think it's from Argentina or something like that, mm. or somewhere else but it doesn't matter but it was like it's a drink that Important everybody time. has it huh? and it's like it was delicious yeah i bet i was like holy crap
0: yeah yeah i mean you know i i <laughs> part of the reason why i made a bid on it is because it was my sister's item in the silent auction and she was like just bid on it um but it also came with um six soapstones uh mm. like the you know, to put in the freezer to yeah. put in your drink. Uh and then four crystal glasses. Um, and so it was like all right, I'll make a bid. Uh and I won, and now I've got a bunch of cool glasses and a bunch of freezing cold soap stones, and then Glen But my sister gave me that Glen set um for Christmas. So it was like, huh, I've got a spare set. I'll drink whatever I'll double want. down, dude. Yeah, <laughs> glug, glug, glug. How about you, Maddie?
1: Uh, I caught the first episode of Chernobyl. Uh, oh, the new, I've
0: I've got it on my I've got it on my DVR.
1: It's the new HBO miniseries, yep, and it is fucking terrifying. Oh
0: yeah, when when I saw the trailer, it was like, holy shit, is this a horror movie or is this talking about it, historical events?
1: Really, really, the first episode plays out like a horror movie. It plays out like Godzilla. Yeah, it, it is so intense. But the question that is kind of the thesis of the whole show and the writer used is like number one, uh, the truth will always come out because mm-hmm. radiation doesn't care about lies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then it's just like that was like, deep. And then the other part of it is like, what happens when the story that you tell yourself isn't true?
0: Oh, it's yeah. kind of
1: like that sounds like my anxiety
0: yeah yeah seriously yeah Yeah,
1: it's like the main it's it's like the main thesis is because and 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 it's like america any government that would have an incident like this wants to pretend like they would handle it better Mm -hmm. um but how do you
0: how do you handle it better but russia
1: (laughs) russia handled it very russian which is to say nothing happened Mm -hmm. you know they just eat it they eat the fucking sandwich. That that town doesn't exist anymore. The power plant doesn't exist anymore. We've always
0: been at war with Eurasia,
1: right? And and you don't go there anymore. And the populace itself sacrifices to keep that story afloat. Mm-hmm. But in but instead, it's like I had no that like the other thing is there's a podcast that accompanies accompanies it, and the writer was just like, "What do you know about it?" And it's like one of the guys from Planet Money is the other host from NPR. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just like, I I know it blew up. I knew that it was like a full meltdown. I know that nobody can live there now. He's like, you know why it blew up? And he's like, no idea. He's like, they were doing an emergency test. They were testing their systems in case of emergency. So they created a faux situation for themselves where they had to go to, where they were trying to, they could have never had this happen. Oh, Jesus. And, um, like, literally in the episode, once it blows up, there are people coming in with the red face of the radiation that will die within the week, going, there is no rods. The core has blown up. There is nothing there but exposed radi- exposed it's uranium, uranium. And the guy in the booth is like, Nothing happened that didn't happen. Get water in there. Like, and it's that cold, dead, awful. Like, no, that didn't happen. When people like look into it and see, like, oh, it's a nightmare. It's, but it's terrifying in that it happened. The nightmare has and- only started and terrifying i had no idea like because when i i then read that it it nearly did a china syndrome which is where the reactor just keeps gathering heat and it could bore itself into the center of the earth Mm. almost happened at chernobyl almost fucking happened i'm like what (laughs) it's it is so perfectly timed for the state of the world where the story is better than the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's such a warning. It is so well acted. They decided not to do Russian accents, which I Mm -hmm. think was a very good call. Well, but I mean,
0: they've they've got people like Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, they've got good actors. They've got amazing
1: actors, but they don't have to fake a Russian Russian accent. accent. You know, they kind of just operated on that the story, the true story that they're trying to tell, or at least the story of truth that they understand it, um,
0: they're like, that will carry you through. Ugh, it is... Just wait for them to start like having all the health problems. Man. Dude, they
1: fucking show this. They show the firefighters show up, and this would rip my guts out. I have a firefighter eating family, even though everybody's out now. But it was like, they show up to the fucking plant. They blew cobalt like cobalt was like one of the oh, things that was trying geez. to like dampen uh, and it blew. So there was pieces of radioactive cobalt everywhere. Everywhere This firefighter picks it up. It's like, what is this? It's not hot or anything. Puts it down like 30 seconds later in the episode. He's got blisters. He all takes of- his thumb. He takes his glove off. His hands fucked. He can't work anymore. He can't do anything. And these guys are just fucking standing there shooting water onto the roof fire the roof fire that's what they told everybody it was oh
0: jesus nightmare
1: it's a goddamn nightmare and it's i don't know why i would suggest it but i think it's just one of those must watches Mm -hmm. like i I think it's way it's like schindler's list i think it's just way too important to not not watch watch. not to watch it i think i think it just historically <laughs> it, it is that. there's a point where like they're all in the room like all the big wigs mm-hmm. and the guy goes what is the name of this plant and the guy goes it's the vladimir lenin one power plant that's right and lenin would be proud of all of you for taking care of the people and they give themselves a standing ovation wow jeez, like they did while fucking uranium yep. is
0: exposed yeah that's
1: the people, oh god! It it isn't. Once you start reading about it, it the nightmares don't fucking cease, mm-hmm. and it's still thirty years later. Nobody yeah. can live there.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Well, animals have started going back. Yes, but people will not be able. to Didn't live. they say like seventy five
2: thousand years? Something crazy like that. It's, like it's a ridiculous know, a huge a ridiculous number. number. Where it'll never it'll like it'll take yeah, that long the, for it the to even be sustainable yeah, again the, or the, something. The half life is yeah. like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then it makes you wonder like Three Mile Island, right?
1: That had a partial meltdown in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what do we know that what happened there? There was a stuck valve. That's about all we know. Like that's all that you can really tell. Like, but what really happened? Mm-hmm. And they say that everybody's
0: fine. And well, shit. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, on John Oliver when? He was talking about the disposal of nuclear waste and how they have been saying the same thing for 40 years of yeah, we really need to have a program to dispose of this waste. 5 years later, we really need to have a program to dispose of this waste and it just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating and no one ever does anything. And like they were supposed to move it to um Yucca Mountain or something and then they were like no, we don't we don't want it here. <laughs> move it somewhere else. And, right. and it's then like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, there's there's just really nowhere to put... I mean, let's, let's be honest. If they move it to the bottom of the ocean, that's how fuck. we get fucking kaiju, right? Like, no thanks, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, fuck I don't want no Pacific Rim shit.
0: Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> like, Godzilla's yeah. great as a movie character. I don't want him as an actual thing. Yeah.
2: yeah. But uh, then you
1: think about, like, Fukushima. What do we yeah. really know about what happened to Fukushima?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what do we really know? Not that I'm a big conspiracy nut, because I'm not, I, I I just don't have fucking time for it. But it does expose a light on when these things happen, how quickly the story can override what's happening, mm-hmm. and yeah. what their whole thing is like. Radioactive isotopes don't give a fuck,
0: right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, uh, w- when you look at all the people that were so terribly affected by that, I, I just, I guess, I don't understand why you wouldn't just exercise caution and and say hey uh this could get really bad everybody leave you know like don't don't stay for the stuff in your house get out well that's
1: what they eventually did to print pack or whatever the city was, was was like you're leaving in one hour or you're actually you're leaving now leave your pets and whatever you can grab bring three days worth of water and that was it Shh. they never went back all their stuff it's like
0: oh yeah it's like, like a mausoleum it's justice. yeah i mean i i don't know if you ever saw chernobyl diaries or not i did um but, i mean they didn't film it in priapot but they've but they filmed it in a um a ghost town not far uh and i mean a lot of uh, i i know that they've sent like uh you know Ghost hunting cruise or whatever, mm-hmm. and yep. where that you're you're able to be there for a very short period of time, um, and like they would go through some of these apartment buildings with cameras, and it's like food still on the fucking table. Yep. 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 It's it's, it's just nuts, dude. Yeah. It, it it it's nuts and terrifying, and
1: all the fucking boil water to turn a generator. Yep. Insane
2: yeah that's with true. that happy news <laughs> yeah <laughs> do we have time for one more of course yeah, go ahead man so i know you two will appreciate this i am really into and i know you're into this and you're into this it chapter two Oh trailer. man i oh, can't shit. wait the trailer
0: oh it looks so good i can't wait that trailer oh i know i know that they confirmed that they're doing the adrian melon story at the beginning um did you ever read the book
2: i started reading the book audiobook but yeah i don't i don't remember that part
0: uh, Adrian Mellon is the gay guy that gets killed in the beginning. Yep. Okay, uh, I remember now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where they confirmed that they're actually doing that storyline. Sweet. Um, I mean, that was a... There were a lot of parts in that book that were really unsettling. Like, not scary in a... A monster is here, and right. it's going to try to eat me way, but just like a human nature is terrible way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of that in Stephen King books, too. Uh, but that was that was one of the more upsetting ones mm-hmm. so i'm glad they're doing that um i'm glad they're not I, i'm glad they didn't do the like child gangbang in the first right. one like they did in the book where it was like oh stephen King. why are we doing this you were really <laughs> high you were really, yeah you were really high on cocaine <laughs> i watched that um, trailer and i was like huh. <laughs> yeah yeah like where you see uh-huh. where you see the woman in the background and, and she's like, like she was yeah yeah where she's like the finger 11 video or whatever it was like nope 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 oh god <laughs> creepy yeah because because jen hansen texted me when, as soon as it came out and she was like you see it and i was like did i see what because you know i'm yeah. at work and and yeah, I, you're I, no, I tweeted access. it i tweeted I, you with gabby yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um and i was like what now?" <laughs> uh so i actually like waited until i got home because i didn't want to watch it in the bathroom and like have someone like Seriously, having gastric distress next to me while I'm trying to watch this trailer. So I waited until I got home, and then it was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but yeah, that was that was can't some wait. that was some bananas stuff there. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. They got a good cast. Yeah. Whew. Yeah.
1: No, I, I can't wait to see Bill Hader. Yeah, just, oh, has Richie that, Tozier is going to be fun. the the
0: stuff about him not being able to stop laughing on set is yeah. so fucking yep. funny
1: it's so great <laughs>
2: well um, chris tell people how they can get in contact with you uh you can catch me on twitter salt and burnham so if you're a supernatural fan you'll understand that reference s-a-l-t-n-b-u-r-n-e-m that's the best way twitter. love it uh,
1: you can get in contact with our show at Matters Pod on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Karate Dracula. Chris, an absolute pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks for having woop woop. me. Uh, safe travels. Have a wonderful move. Hope everything goes swimmingly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> even though I know it's a very emotional experience, I hope that that is kept under wraps and the excitement overrides all of it. Yeah. That's the gameplay. Awesome. Yep, yep. Uh, Maddie, high fives. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Matters. The strain. Yeah. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. It
0: was a good try. It was, it was a, a try. solid
2: try.